space I can visit Garcifuipas in the metaverse. <laughs> Start your sublight engines. It's time for RuPelp's Podrace, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome to our final week of Book of Boba Fett Chaos. My name is Ollie. I use any pronouns. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh, fresh with a PH. And my gender this week is pouring one out for the ass out Gamorians. I just. Yas and Slay, I'll miss you forever. <laughs> Yas and Slay! Yeah. I'm just. Bye, I'm, hi, Kings. I'm just so sad. They, they flew, didn't go high, unfortunately. I know they went the opposite direction. <laughs> Hi, I'm Claudia. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on social media at Kaludia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. My gender this week is uh, entering my Carrie Fisher script doctor era because I have had the experience of loving something very much, but it just coming up short in a lot of ways, uh, but it giving me a lot of gay material, um, but also a lot of material for other things. And then being like, hmm, in my head, I have an entire way that I could fix this. And that doesn't happen often. But I, I, this show made me think, maybe I want to be a script doctor for a living. And may, maybe that's a, that's a, that's a good thing. Anyway, Carrie Fisher, fly high. Um, <laughs> I love you looking at an entire TV show and being like, I could fix her. It's called being a supernatural fan, Noah. <laughs> Someone get a little whiteboard that says days since last supernatural mention and please no, set it to zero. <laughs> Here's the problem is because I was, when, when we talked about the Gamorreans not flying high to heaven, I almost said they went to super hell, but I didn't. I'm Jess. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on TikTok and Twitter at Kawaii Jessio. And my gender this week is Boba Fett in his fun little robe, except it is the I murdered my, (laughs) my husband robe. And that's so iconic of him. I love the idea of Boba st- like roaming down the stairs with a floor length satin black gown because the police yeah, are here to like investigate. Yeah, it's like feathery around the like the exactly. The and stuff. I think that he would be wearing the all black one, and then Fennec would be wearing the corresponding all, all pink one, and they match. <laughs> or alternatively, he is wearing the all pink one. She is wearing the black one, love and Cobb Co- Vanth is just just woken up and is like, "Whoa, where? What are you guys wearing?" Maybe they have He's multiple like, ones. Who did- Whose husband did you did you kill? <laughs> I love the idea that that Boba opens his closet and it's like the B movie where he just has eleven copies of the same floor length robe. He has that in his armor. My name is Noah. My pronouns are he him. You can find me on social media at the Jewish Jedi. And my gender this week is Jen of Arc. It's like Joan of Arc if it was Jen or so. <laughs> Hello, my name is Mel. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on social media at Melvin Culpa. And my gender this week is Cadriel Bane. I've just been calling him that. And I think it's funny. And I agree. And you're so brave for that. Apparently, it sounds like Lord of the Rings. Caladriel Bane. <laughs> I'm sure. obsessed with the idea oh of God. Cad Bane drinking from a magic pool of water and then glowing. I like Cad Bane played by... Uh, <laughs> Cad <laughs> Okay, who... who, who... <laughs> they just say this. <laughs> Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I would love to like tell you, but I don't know what character you're referencing, so I can't like Google Google it. Please tell me. (laughs) (laughs) No, you guys. CB, just like Kate Blanchett is CB. Kate Blanchett should play Cat Bane. She should not be... play Satine. She should play Cat Bane. All people who have fucked Obi Wan. On person, however, 
I'm so stupid that the only name that could come to mind was Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> no! Cad Bane's vagina candle. Cad Bane selling goop is so, so good. Let's talk about Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett's over, for those of you who didn't know. Um, today's going to be a bit of a wrap-up episode. So we've seen it all. We've absorbed. We've had a little time to process. Today we're going to talk about the show as a whole and about things we like, things we didn't like. Um, just fun additions to the Star Wars canon, larger narrative stuff, etc. So we're going to get into it now. Um, one of the things we kind of want to start with is what is something that we really liked? What I think about Book of Boba Fett that is funny for me, I actually think I liked, except for one episode, I think I liked each episode individually. Like, I think that they all had a lot of fun stuff going on. There were a lot of cool, like, interesting ideas and interesting additions to, like, the Star Wars canon. I really liked the performances of the people who were in it. And the other thing is I saw, I believe it was on Twitter, of someone being like, oh, I watched this with my dad and he had a great time. And I think it's like, it kind of reminded me that I'm like, people are just watching it because like, oh, look, there's Boba Fett. Like, there's so much discourse and there's so much drama or whatever. But you forget most Star Wars fans are not deeply ingrained in the fandom and are not deeply ingrained on the internet so there's so many people watching this who are just like oh man that was cool and then moving along with their lives and I think like anything that brings people together like that is just very it's very exciting for me and I thought this show kind of did seem to do that well what I liked about this show a lot was that I had with the exception of the bad episode which we all agree is the the bad one I episode three for those listening yeah Um, I I had fun with it a lot of the time. I um I have my problems with it, obviously, but like towards the end of it, I was actually looking forward to watching it again. I feel like it wasn't like story-wise, okay. However, the character interactions it gave us a lot of times were very fun and I enjoyed them. And honestly, my biggest thing is I just liked learning and seeing a lot more about like Tatooine as a location because people complain a lot about like, why are we back at Tatooine? But then when you think about it, it's a rec- it's a location we know remarkably little about like actual planet wise. Um, so it was nice to see like the interactions that Boba has in his day-to-day life. I also just found it funny that he had to interact with like local government and like that was an issue for him. I'll say this, as soon as the show finished, I wanted to read fan fiction, not just because I love Boba and Din together, but just because I was like, oh, I'm going to miss these characters. And that's a double-edged sword, obviously, that we'll get into, but I'm often a person who's like, oh, I really love when shows release week to week, um, because then, you know, more people can talk about it, whatever. That's, I felt the opposite about this show, and I really felt like, oh, you know what? I really wish I could have watched all this show at once. I think I would have had a really different experience you know, good or bad, there were a lot of just Star Warsy moments that gave me just such such a hit of serotonin that I haven't had in a very long time. So, you know, obviously on this podcast, we like to get into the nitty gritty because like we're being critical as a as a framework but like I did enjoy myself for a lot of it and I think like I'll also say this is one of the negative things it was like I when this show was announced, I didn't give half a shit. I was like, I mean, cool, I guess. Uh, he seems neat, but like, ugh. And then I, and then I was like, oh, I really want to know more about him and uh, all these other people who were introduced. I was like, oh, like I'm really interested. And I think that's also going to be part of one of the reasons that I didn't like it was that I'm like, oh, and I didn't learn much about them. Now I'm sad. But yeah, I think it it really made me interested. That's how mm-hmm. I feel about the sequels too. So. 
I think there's also something to be said. I think this can kind of go back to stuff being mired in like, especially for people, again, like people like us. And I know a lot of our listeners are like deep in the shits of like Star Wars fandom, especially on Twitter. And I think that when episodes release week by week, it does breed a lot of room for when you don't know where the story is going or for when something weird happens. Your first reaction is to go on Twitter and be like, um, hey, what was that? So now that everything's out, and you don't have to worry about what's going on on Twitter or what people are saying. It's a very different experience. Like, but anyway, but no, I completely agree with you. I think that it's, um, I think it is kind of nice because I did, I didn't unfortunately get to finish rewatching it, but I did like reread the summary of all the episodes in context of what's going on. And I think that it does feel a bit more cohesive when I have a full idea of where it's going. But I think maybe establishing that tone a little earlier would have been but genuinely like I think it makes sense in context if we're talking about things that we liked I I did have fun if I think about it like when I think about it too hard I wonder if I if I actually like the show but it was like fun in the moment when I was watching and I did enjoy seeing Boba and Fennec because I am gay and in love with both of them I did enjoy Chrysanthemum appearing like our one comic book character being like hello it's me and now I'm in live action I I guess I did really enjoy like the Mando stuff when I don't think too hard about what's going on with Boba but it was fun funky fresh time I did since it is Wednesday today when we're we're recording last night I was like oh yeah I have to watch it at midnight but then I was like wait no I don't have to watch anything tonight because the book of Boba Fett ended last week so it did feel weird again to not have anything to to do at midnight but yeah it was a a good time I guess. I have mixed feelings about this show I don't know I don't know my my final thoughts if I'm going to be completely honest I think that this conversation might help kind of formulate them. Um, I haven't really thought about the show much since it ended, uh, which for better or for worse, I think that says something. I liked a lot of things about this show. I think that like there was a lot of potential and while some of it saw itself to its fullest fruition, a lot of it didn't. And that's okay. Like sometimes we just have to make peace with that. I like how grounded this show felt. Um, I really felt ingrained in Tatooine. Um, unfortunately, every nice thing I say about this turns into a critique. So I'm going to stop talking here in a minute. Um, but like, I, I do feel like it was very grounded. And I, I feel like I have a better sense of Tatooine than I have had before. Um, because like, yeah, like you said, Claudia, like, we see it kind of vaguely. It is a set piece as opposed to a place. And it felt like a place this time. Do we want to talk about things we didn't like? I would love to. Um, okay. <laughs> that came out wrong. But like, I guess I would just say I have more to say about criticism than I do about uh, things I enjoyed about it, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I will say this. The biggest problem I had with the show from start to finish is I don't think that anyone walked into the show knowing what they wanted it to be. Like, every episode felt tonally all over the place and deeply, deeply confused about what story it actually wanted to tell until the only two episodes that did that even a little bit were Mandalorian episodes, 
which I feel were only as successful as they were because they had a lot less legwork to do in establishing characters, stories, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess my criticism there, and like, here's the thing. Some people really, really enjoy the spikeitsification of Star Wars. I do not. That's just like a fact about me. It's not like an, a bad thing that for the show to do, but like just personally, I don't enjoy that because I don't come to the, I didn't come to the show for that experience, for like the goofiness of it, I guess I would say, which is not to say it'd be better serve of being like a grim, dark story or whatever. I'm not like, I want a mob boss Boba. That's dumb. I enjoyed what we got. However, I think that tonally, it wasn't sure if it wanted to be like the Godfather or Spy Kids 3. And I think that tonal dissonance really made it hard to engage with it on any real level. When you said that, I I could really have a much larger and longer conversation about how that has been a lot of people's criticism of a lot of the Disney Plus shows and their worry about a lot of future ones as well, Um, especially ones that may deal with and I remember people saying this about this show, too, being like, hey, how are they going to do this on Disney Plus where they have so many restrictions um, and that kind of thing? And it was interesting because I believe it was um, Kevin Feige who was talking about Moon Knight. And he was like, oh, we're, we're doing stuff here that, you know, we they were like, you know, can we do this on Disney Plus, whatever. And it was like, OK, well, why didn't you do that with Book of Boba Fett? Not saying that it needs to be like Daredevil beating the shit out of people, please. I did not want that. But it it's I think that's very much um, I'm always that person who loves to be like, let's talk about corporate strategy. Um, but I think it's very much um, a thing of like, hey, this streaming service, this company, this whatever, they're still formulating their creative vision. And that's very clear throughout this. They're very much like, oh, we like this creator. We like this creator. Let's throw them into the show, whatever. And sometimes it gels and sometimes it doesn't, which is fine. I'm okay with things not always being great, whatever. Again, it's been around for 45 years. Not everything's going to be great. But it is very weird uh, to to be like, okay, pick pick something. Um, And I do like the Spy Kids vacation of Star Wars, so we can agree on that. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I I do agree with you, Claudia. Like, I enjoyed... The, when it was goofy, it was goofy and I enjoyed that. And I like when Star Wars doesn't take itself super seriously. I think that there's a lot of parts of newer Star Wars that feels like it's taking itself very, not like super taking itself super seriously, but like it's just enough tonally like where it's like, no, this is a serious thing, but there's going to be humor injected into it. And like Noah said, like it, this show struggles with that, like teetering that line. I have some critiques of this show, obviously. But I think my main one that I I keep thinking back to is just kind of like, what are we taking away from this? Like, what was the the main takeaway? Because I liked the idea of the story, the narrative that Boba goes through in this show. I think it's very interesting um, to see him, to see him as the person that I know him to be through watching all of the media and reading things and seeing things of like, okay, he is someone who is deeply lonely and troubled in that way. Um, and he has con- found connection and community and value in that. But like, if you are just like a casual fan watching this, like, it's like, okay, this kind of badass dude, like he's made some friends and that's cool. Um, but like, if you hadn't seen Clone Wars, like you'd have been like, Cad Bane is a gentleman who was here for <laughs> 30 episodes and then passed away. Uh, saying some things interesting to Boba. Wish there was a prequel <laughs> for that. Um, uh, and I, I think that that is good and bad. It's interesting. I will also say that, like, 
there's so many characters in this show that were like interesting in the last episode but i feel like we never found out information about them i was really harping on the mods pretty pretty hardcore during the the course of this show but like the last episode i was like oh if you had been framed just a little bit different and maybe once again i was in a blind rage because of episode three three like maybe i would have picked up on those more like subtleties but like also maybe that just was bad writing maybe it was and that's okay much like a pokemon i feel like it hurt itself in confusion that's that's my like that's my thesis of this show is that I don't think it ever really knew where it wanted to go and I also think that part of the reason it sort of shot itself in the foot was the was the length like to my knowledge correct me if I'm wrong but they never called this a limited series at any point so here's the thing like a lot of people were like the Mandalorian's better developed and I'm like yeah he has like 22 episodes to do that so you have the opportunity to create more of a narrative Boba had seven and that's like an insanely short period of time to tell any concrete narratives like the thing about like the framing of the mods or the framing of any character on Tatooine I'm like that did not we did not have enough time to deal with this yeah, especially when there's two episodes that are away from Tatooine completely exactly. and away from Boba and his like overarching narrative. Of course, Din is integral to that story in the end, but like if this had been eight episodes, if they had just had one more episode to talk about something else, get us just a little bit more information, make it a little bit more clear that those families were going to betray um, him, I think that the show would have been better. Just for a point of clarification, um, the Mandalorian season one is eight episodes and the Mandalorian season two is eight episodes. So it's still on the shorter side um, towards that modern streaming TV thing. And many people have talked about the Netflix slump, all that kind of stuff that has produced TV like this um, and that kind of thing. But yeah, so it it's not full 22 episode kind of season sort of thing, um, but it, they were able to still work in that space. And how what I will say about that is that Two of the episodes of the first season of The Mandalorian were not dedicated to Grief Karga and what he was doing, right? But they should like, have been. <laughs> they should have been. Welcome to the... <laughs> Welcome to the epic of Grief. My are we, doing, are we doing Greek epic poetry again? Is that what the, we're going back to? Guys, the, the Carol of Karga. Oh my god. <laughs> Carol of the Karga Grief. And I would watch that. I would watch it, stream it, listen to it. It'd be coming at my top played song of the year. Um, but I think, okay, first of all, clocking me for being a fake fan because I fully did not remember the, num- the number of episodes in The Mandalorian. So proud of that. Many of the other girls could not say the same thing. Well, um, I, think, I think that's a testament to that, that that they did a good job, that it felt like a longer episode. show. That's fair, actually. Show. I can see that. Um, it also might be just because there's two seasons out, but I, that might be a testament to the good writing. <laughs> I yeah and I think at the end of the day it's like you can do a lot in a short period of time some of my favorite shows of all time are limited series um Sharp Objects is one that comes to mind as like a personal favorite and but the thing about those stories is that they are like bolted down in terms of like airtight story and Mel is totally right in the fact that like if you only have this many episodes and you spend literally two of them completely divorced from what's going on in your actual main plotline, your actual main characters, that's going to cause issues. That said, you know, as a point of positivity, if you isolate those two episodes and I pretend they're just part of a different show, I did really like a lot of aspects of that. I loved seeing Cobb Beth and I love getting more character development for him and Din. And I loved seeing uh, all this stuff happening in that, but like they were not like characters in the show. 
So it's very weird to have that much time devoted to them when they're not the leads. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think, first of all, it is like a third of the show is not about Boba Fett, really. Um, and so that really harms it. Um, additionally, I think actually Cub Vanth does add a lot to the story. I can't believe I am defending that white boy, but I am. Um, because I think that like if we once again had gotten to do like the more crime family like just like going into like here's a different part of Tatooine that could have really established Joe as a character and gotten just a little bit more like okay so these are like the more this is the more rural community of Tatooine we've talked about like the indigenous people of Tatooine which them being killed would I really the way that I think that the scene the final scene where Boba kills Cad Bane, either A, Fennec shooting that motherfucker mid-sentence, or a, a tu the Tuscan warrior who we never saw a body for. Just Okay, kinda... that's yeah. what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. I thought she was going to pop out the woodwork and be like, fuck you to Cad... I literally because, thought that was going to happen. Because this is also in my, my fanfiction, my AU of the Book of Boba Fett. Boba and and Fennec realize that like leading Tatooine maybe is not their bag. They are like, hey, Tuscan warrior woman that we're going to give a name. I'm going to call her Rachel for the sake of <laughs> brevity. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Cobb Vanth. You guys should be working together as like the, the settler population and the indigenous population of Tatooine to reconcile that and create a better Tatooine. Anyways, bye. Like okay. that would have been so Yasin Slay. My OTP is Fennec and Rachel. <laughs> that is I, my that is so shift. powerful but i do think like points have been made i when i said i love seeing cub man i don't care what the plot about him is i just like seeing him because he is my favorite white boy in star wars but i do agree that he does add um background to the story like he made like like i said earlier about making tatooine more than a set piece he does do that he like claudia said in the chat he makes more sense than din just sort of appearing although he makes i did more love sense in this show than in the mandalorian <laughs> like this is true and yeah i think that it would have been really awesome slay if rachel had shown up and just stabbed cab bane through the chest unfortunately we did not see her r.i.p rachel as a side note mel can you give us what you would have done with this show i want to hear your entire script okay. doctor plot which are you guys ready for this okay so we open. I'm ready. Boba comes out of the pit of the Sarlacc, gets his shit rocked. I'm fine with the Jawas and the the, the Tuscans picking him up and being like, "Okay, teehee, you're with us now." Um, Boba, um, is like, "What the fuck?" And they're like, "Hey, fucked up. What happened to you? You look like you got hurted pretty bad. Would you like to be healed?" And he's like, "Oh my god, sick. Yes, please, thank you." He like becomes an ingrained part of this community. There might be some tension because once again, he is an outsider and there's like some stuff there, but he like does the same shit where there's like the beast and he protects the child and they're like, you a real one, you a real one for that. Um, instead of like doing the weird little uh, uh, fucking- Lizard uh, vision quest. Yes, lizard vision quest. Instead, there he's spent like a couple of years with this tribe. And so the child that he- originally like helped out is having his own coming of age ceremony and Boba gets to participate in that kind of like Anakin going with the younglings after losing his lightsaber so many times so then there's some stuff I don't know if it's with like the the um with Bib and all that bullshit but he's like I have to go fix this shit and they're like that's cool we don't fuck with those bitches so like you feel free to go we're just gonna kind of continue living our lives see you later Chekhov's Tuscan is that little child. We go forward. The rest of the show can frankly happen, just the Tuscans aren't dead. Everything's fine, everything's cool. Very awesome slay. Boba talks to the mods, and the mods are established to be like, hey, we are like 
people who've been living in Mos Espa our entire lives. Like, this is the real shit. We're not, like, posers. We're, we're in the shit. Um, cause that's what they gave me the entire show until the last episode. We get to, like, explore Freetown a little bit as, like, here's another place where, like, some, some little people live. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be crazy if the, the people in the rural communities and the city population work together to, like, I don't know, stop the, the spice trafficking happening on this planet? So there's, like, some political upheaval there. The same family bullshit politics happens. We still get that shit. We just get some information as to why... <laughs> how why or how the words said between the fucking pikes and these people as to why they don't like boba whatever the fuck doesn't matter then at the end when cad bane rolls up either a once again fennec shoots him mid-sentence and is like you are annoying as fuck anyways i think maybe even here's a concept here's a big brain concept rachel and fennec in that final episode, Rachel, uh, not Rachel, Fennec is like, oh my god, I have to go kill the Pikes right fucking now. So she runs out and she's like, oh fuck, they're so far away. Rachel r- rides up on her little scooter and is like, get on, bitch, we are killing some bitches. They fucking clean the floor up, come back right in time for fucking Cad to be like, I'm gonna kill you, Boba Fett. Fennec shoots him and then the Rachel fucking gets him with the gaffy stick and they like help him up or whatever. And he's like, thanks, girlies. And they're like, oh my god, so true, Boba. And that is the end of Book of Boba Fett. Love okay. that. That's Rachel- th- that. No, no, that's not the Book of Fett. That's the Bible of Bo- of Boba Fett. Yeah. No, Rachel and Fennec like teaming up and like wiping the floor. Like that's like. Sorry to the Avengers Endgame. Like he has us girls scene, but that <laughs> this would have been better. <laughs> um, I, that is so. I also and this was a main thing. So I'm glad you included this. Was that Boba says at the end where he's like, you know, or. I don't know, maybe he doesn't say it. I can't remember, but whatever. He, he's he's like, oh, it's, you know, not like... like It's our Tatooine, is- not my Tatooine. <laughs> our Tatooine. <laughs> play play, the- <laughs> play the, an, an audiobook of the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I... Uh, no, like, where he's like, oh, I learned, like, the power of community or whatever. whatever. Does he actually say it? I forget what the actual line is or whatever. It should have been that, like, the community came to help him. Um, I think I said that last episode that it was super weird that um, in that moment where he was talking about like, yeah, I'm a changed person and it's like, you know, it's community that's important to me, whatever. He was alone. Uh, <laughs> um, and the community was helping each other without him. Um, so yeah, I think that would have been very Yasin Slay and like that he doesn't need to like gunsling it out. But um, Mel, that's my joker. Actually, I'm considering that my canon now. Um, no, that's I've decided to stop saying that's my Joker because I don't want to give any more clout to that stinky little man. I'm saying that it's my Super Bowl because I'm I'm stealing stealing straight culture. Um, that is my Super Bowl. I think something that I think would be is very fun. Um, I mean, to be fair, I would also argue that there is like the intention behind that whole sequence is that the reason that Boba is able to kill Cad Bane is that the rest of the community is dealing with everything else. And I think that's kind of like how I think it is intended to be interpreted and obviously intention and actual interpretation and like delivery are two all these totally different things. Um, Cause yeah, I do think that it could have been like a little bit more poignant. And I think there's definitely a level of like, how much do I want to be told what the lesson is supposed to be? That's also always kind of something to weigh and like, who is your audience? But we are Star Wars fans. 
And I like them to tell me exactly what they are trying to tell me because I am not smart enough to understand it if they don't say exactly what it is. So I am a huge fan of like a wrap up scene at the end where Boba's like, here's what I learned on the journey. But I think like it would have been, and I, so I like, I actually really loved that last scene where they're walking through and they're having that conversation. I just wish there had been maybe just a little bit more of like the emphasis on like community, because I think that it is clear he was building like a team, but unfortunately, because we just didn't get to spend, what I would have liked is if one of those episodes about the Mandalorian and Din and everything had been about like the mods and Kersantan working together. It's the mm-hmm. year's 2012 fan fiction towerification. Okay, That's no, because it it's is. no, it, no. Here's what it is. It's the Avengers comics. It's not like it's 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 the no, it's the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes version. It would have been nice to see like an episode of them and the Gamorians and the mods and Black Kersantan and like Danny Trejo can be there in the background for a little shits and giggles. Just have like an episode of them. No, you know what this is? I've just had a realization. It's the May Luron episode from Rebels. Absolutely. I think every show, every Star Wars show at least, should have an episode like that where they just do some bullshit and maybe they unravel something. But it's just some bullshit for building character and for showing like, hey, even though these guys might not seem like they get along, they do. No, I completely agree. I think that even Din could have still been fucking in it. And like, I just, I think it's the, I, I think Dave, David, David Filoni, I have my grapes with you. I like you enough. That being said, we didn't need to see Luke and Ahsoka in this show. We wicked didn't. If we had just gotten Fennec being like, hey, girly, want to work with us? Din being like, sick, yes. That would have been fine. And then we could have started Mandalorian season three with that episode with Din being like, can I have my baby, please? Like that... First of all, for people who are just who didn't watch Book of Boba Fett and are just watching Mandalorian, like, how the fuck are they going to be like, yeah, so Grogu's back and also Din has this new cool little plane. Also, fuck you. He got hurted by the Darksaber. Let's Here's go. what you missed on Glee. Really? <laughs> Does everybody want to quickly go around and say their favorite episode or scene? Uh, my favorite scene by far was definitely when Din goes up to Cobb Banth and asks to buy him a drink and then Cobb comments on his pretty smile. I would say that I was irrevocably changed in that moment. I felt the presence of God. Also, Boba riding a rancor was pretty fucking epic on like all levels. My favorite episode probably is still episode two, but I think overall my favorite scene in the whole show was (laughs) Din and Boba fighting with like... Side by side, kicking ass when Din at one point fell over and Boba ran <laughs> ran up behind him and kind of like was like, hey, let me help you up. There is just Din Jaren interacting with any character is just like, hmm, Din, you're very shippable. Also, Pedro Pascal, thank you for uh, supporting Din Cobb. Now someone draw Din with Boba Fennec and Cobb and then tag Pedro Pascal and see if he'll he'll like it or repost it. I'm sure he would. For context for those at home, uh, 
Pedro Pascal um, reposted some Din Cobb fan art onto his uh, Instagram story. Um, it's not the first time he has supported the LGBT, but it was just blatant ship fan art. Uh, he followed the artist, liked the post that said, um, the caption said something about careless whisper, and then he reposted the version of it. The, the artist did two versions, one with Din wearing the helmet and one without, and he reposted the one uh, without the helmet. Um, so... Pedro Pascal said, I roll with the LGBT. Um, he also um, did like a, a tweet during season two, I believe, of Raul Coley's uh, that was uh, a, a gif of Cobb Vanth and it said, breastfeed me, daddy. So, you know. I will say this. He is friends with Oscar Isaac, who famously was like, yeah, I made it a little gay. What are they going to do? Fire me? And I'm, I'm becoming convinced that this man... And Timothy Oliphant were like, fuck it, we're just gonna make it fruity. Like, what are they gonna do? Fire me? Um, And we could tell. We could damn well tell. Because that scene that Noah mentioned, dear God. Um, What was your favorite scene, Claudia? Oh, my favorite scene was the same as Jess. Um, As you guys know, we've discussed before, I was not a Boba Dinn chipper. But now I am. That scene, I I think I ascended to another plane of existence. Um, them having their little conversation that was essentially Mandalorian marriage vows, um, and then having their little fan service fight. I, I became a different. I became the Joker. I became a different person. And then him like saving him a couple times, and that I was like, hmm, this is this is everything. It's this stupid little cape. Uh, I just hmm, I'm gonna think about it forever. And they just like. Just, uh, I could talk, think, I think about it all the time. I will say, um, speaking of shipping Boba Fett with characters, this show did radicalize me into being a Bobanic shipper. I was not all that interested in their relationship prior to this. However, uh, I believe it was Noel Stevenson who drew a bunch of like little comics of them hanging out together. And like just seeing them in the show, I was like, they, okay, here's the thing. Their performance does have like big husband and wife energy. And I really appreciated that. I was like, your guys' vibes are immaculate. I very much am like, Fennec would make breakfast in bed for you. Like, <laughs> I really appreciated that. No, Boba would make breakfast in bed for Fennec. Let's be, let's be clear. Let's be honest. They both wake up early and make breakfast in bed for each other. And then no one gets breakfast in bed because they're both already in the kitchen. Actually, then, no, the, yeah, actually the Gamorreans get the breakfast in bed. Like, <laughs> oh, I, say, I live in revisionist Din, history where they live. Din makes breakfast for both of them. <laughs> You guys, no, the Gamorians are fine. Their asses are so fat when they hit the ground, they just bounce off. <laughs> just like, just, okay, this is a deep cut, but have you guys seen Rudolph the Rendo's reindeer? Yes. Do you guys yes. know at the end when Yukon Cornelius and uh, the Abominable Snowman fall off the edge and they think that, like, they fall off the edge yes. of a cliff yes. and everyone thinks that they're dead? And in the end, Yukon Cornelius shows up and they're like, how did you survive the fall? And he's like, oh, you guys don't know? Bumbles bounce. That is like the Gamorreans. <laughs> I, I love that you said that... this is a deep cut and then listed arguably one of the most <laughs> famous Christmas stories in American history. Listen, it's not about the story. It's about this specific scene because I think about the way he says that so often. Anyway, that's not a part important. Speaking of though on them, Mel, you had proposed something that was a name for the ship <laughs> that is Boba Fennec, uh, Din, and <laughs> Cobb Vanth, who's now like, also, I think gets to be folded into that polycule. Do you do you want to tell the audience what you said that? I did enter a fugue state, so I don't remember. What you I said mean. no, but you said you said I was trying to think of a good way to combine them, and I've seen a couple people do so. Um, I know 
uh, Anna at order six or at order six, six fries on Twitter did combine all their names. You said the first family of Tatooine. And I can't stop thinking about that. That that. is so good. But my favorite moment, I've got a couple, I'm like, it's so hard for me to pick a favorite anything because I just constantly am changing because I'm going to think of something as soon as I say this and be like, oh, wait, there's two scenes that come to mind. The first one is when Kersantan is in this in sanctuary and he keeps looking over at the Trandoshan and then he's about to like beat the shit out of the Trandoshan and Garza's is like, hey, girly, you're a boy boss. You don't need to do this. And then he was like, OK, and just ripped his arm off. And he then Boba next. and then Boba was standing there like, oh. Okay, like I just that scene was so fun. And I think it like it it was one of the scenes that really made me feel like Tatooine was a place. The other scene that I think is one of my favorites, it's gotta be when we see Cad Bane for the first time, because despite being like, oh, it's kind of crazy that they're bringing him in in the 11th hour. I am a Clone Wars fan. I watched Clone Wars growing up. When we saw Cad Bane, the child in me, the child who loved Clone Wars saw that and said, oh my gosh, the guy from Clone Wars who like held all those senators hostage, who like beat the shit out of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Quinlan Boss, like that guy, he's here and he's real. And it's just, it's, it's weird to see the things you grew up with feel like legitimized and brought into like popular culture in a broader sense. And it's like, it's so weird and it's so exciting. And I just, it felt, I felt like a little kid and that I just loved that. So even if it's, and, and like the showdown with Cobb Vanth where he's like, um, hey, you can go fuck off. And Cad Bane's like, um, actually, I think you're a bitch for that. It was the most popular girls in school. Who the fuck are you? Who the <laughs> fuck are you? I asked you first. Yeah. Is that oh my God. Gremlin? The deputy was, su- the deputy that got shot a thousand times, he was supposed to be watching the door. Can I just say, if a single one of those girlies brought euphoria high, <laughs> show is over oh yeah absolutely. if any of them were on tatooine they would have stopped the bikes i'm sorry but i'm just saying any of the most popular girls in school could literally have annihilated darth sidious in four seconds flat the clone wars would not have happened hey you were the pikes or the vampirins <laughs> the mayor is shay hey, vampirin, vampirin. <laughs> oh, every time they see grogu oh my god is that a fucking gremlin <laughs> my favorite part of this show was episode two the tribes of tatooine i will i stand by it when i say my favorite piece of star wars visual media is rogue one but the second one is tribes of tatooine like it like is it very particularly star warsy kind of but also no and that is so good steph green i every piece of uh, television you have directed has been kind of fire so like i just I need to see you here more. Oh, I think we wanted to talk about if Fennec and Boba are going to leave Mos Espa or not. Um, My pro- Okay, I'm going to say something. I, I just don't care. I feel yeah, like they should just I, stay there and be cute and kiss. I, I personally did not think that they were going to leave, but then everyone was like, oh, they are. And I was like, Uh, my thing about it is that uh i've entered this era of my life like technically spiritually physically emotionally leveling up where i no longer want to speculate about anything ever again Uh, is that my impact i think it might be because at this point i personally like people are like what do you think's gonna happen and i'm like i don't know that's crazy not to not to be like 
not to be philosophical or anything, but um, in me, like, me like, hey guys, don't do free marketing for for Disney when you're like, where's my trailer? Where's my whatever? Let me speculate, whatever. Um, I did for a funny little meme look for when Yoda is like, oh, always staring into the horizon. You are every time he says that to Luke, and then I did kind of get like choked up a little bit, and I was like, yeah, like I think hey, that's actually a real philosophy that people should actually think about, whether it's about entertainment or not, um, but specifically about entertainment. Like, appreciate what you have now and enjoy what you have now. And then when the new thing comes, it'll be really great and exciting. Um, and then we'll get to talk about it when it comes. And don't stress yourself over it right now. Um, I will say that, like, Daniel Jose Older's Midnight Horizon did do irreparable, irreparable? Whatever the fuck, however you say that word. Um positive impact on my brain where I was like there is no <laughs> forward other than the one that I make it's fine I've made peace with my god let's go let's go um speaking of Midnight Horizon and our final thoughts on Book of Boba Fett we're gonna talk about Midnight Horizon next week however um I did want to say there were a lot of surprisingly all the things that people wanted or liked out of this show, but that maybe, maybe didn't stick the landing on this show. All of the things that, um, people really liked or wanted or whatever, like 99% of those things were in, um, Midnight Horizon from phase one of the High Republic by Daniel Jose Older. Let me give it to you a little bit. Um, talking about the, the current politics of a city, uh, the current politics of a city, uh, Jedi magic, um, and what does it mean to choose to be a Jedi or not, um, the people who actually, like, live on the ground in the city having to deal with the politics of the powerful, and crime syndicates, and assassins, and bounty hunters, and, God, asking for help, asking for help, um, you know, go, uh, being a person who's gone from, I'm just about the credits, and I'm just out for myself, to becoming, this is about my community, um, gay people, respecting people of color, um, truly, everything you wanted out of the Book of Boba Fett, it's in Midnight Horizon by Daniel Jose Older, uh, <laughs> it really, it was really weird, because also, I finished Midnight Horizon, like, right before, what, the second to last episode of the Book of Boba Fett, so it was, like, a weird experience, but, uh, that, that was just, like, my last thought. I was like, oh, they were weirdly similar. Um, do you want to listen to Clone Watch? I mean, overall, this show, we had Boba Fett, and he, in fact, is a clone, so that's already, like, uh, putting Book of Boba Fett as, like, a win, but then for other clones, <laughs> we did um, briefly see our good friend Apo. <laughs> you know, Apo, who everyone knows. I especially knew who Apo was, right? Yeah. Um, we saw Apo and some other 501st clones. And so uh, Book of Boba Fett is a win in our book, but it is also an L because I didn't see Cody and uh, Lucasfilms release Cody into my custody. You don't deserve him. <laughs> we are on our, RuPaul's Pod Race is on their way to collect Cody at the Lucasfilms headquarters. We're, hope... going to the, we're going to the ranch. We are going to get Cody. Yeah. He better be in boxes by the time I come back. Uh, clearly Cody is not in a good environment and yeah. we need to put him, he needs to be in boxes by the end of the day. So we did ask for Book of Boba Fett questions um, on our social medias. However, 
we have been recording for um rapidly approaching two hours and we're feeling a little silly and goofy so instead we are just going to answer one question we kind of talked about other ones in our larger discussion uh but most importantly uh one twitter user unexpected path asked why did they not give the twilight major domo domo a name if he had a name what would it be um i actually have two answers but i think the main answer is that they wanted to avoid confusion um, because his name is Din Djarin and they just didn't want to say it and then have it be like, which <laughs> din are we talking about? You know, like they just mm-hmm. didn't want it to be a thing. So that's probably why they didn't say it in the show. Okay. But that's actually true. Dave Filoni actually, he actually told me. Oh. Well. Yeah. I, so I'm sorry I cut this segment short, but okay, well, that's it, kind of- there okay. is an answer. So, so can- my other so answer he- that what I would name him, if I, it was up to me, if that wasn't true. I think his name should be Percy because he looks like a Percy to me. No, get out. <laughs> so, okay. He canonically went to college, right? Because he sounds like he went to a fucking like the most liberal, liberal arts college on earth. Did he Sorry, go to like, in space. Did he go went to, to American University. <laughs> did he go to a women's college? I to, lo- okay. Actually, grad school student who goes to a historically women's college, that makes a lot of sense for his character. That checks out so hard that on so out. many levels. So in that case, I feel like his name might <gasps> no. be Dan. Possibly Benjamin, and he goes by Benjamin. I think he went to like Emerson. Okay, Stephen really fits to me. He's he's yeah. That's very funny that you say goes by Steve. No, no, I think he goes by Stephen with a ph. Yeah, he goes by Stephen, and also he signs all of his things as his middle name included, whatever it is. Stephen Allen. Stephen B. Henderson is how he signed. He has and he has monogrammed pillows and and ropes. the, The middle name is Benjamin. Yeah. Steven who, Benjamin Henderson. Quickly, who do you think would have been um his roommate in college? Fennec Shand. Hey guys. Hey guys, how old do we think that guy is? How old do we think the major domo is? Because I've just had a horrible realization. Let's say he's hey guys, hey guys, hey guys, quickly. Anakin Skywalk. Luke's looks not Terry. Guys, I need you to listen. Stay with me. What if? Hey. Do we know if Hera's brother is older or younger? Because if her brother's older, maybe he didn't die. He just got kicked out of the family for being a liberal arts major. And that's Hera's brother. Nar. Wait, so you're saying that they are radical leftists and they kicked out their, yes, their that's brother exactly, because that's, he was a liberal? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I think that he is Hera's secret older brother who got kicked out of the family. What I find the most upsetting about this entire discussion is that like... You said that Dave Filoni told you that piece of information, and I don't think that that he would lie. Like, I, I feel bad because I, I hate to tell you that I think Dave Filoni lied to you, but he what? didn't write this. Sh- he didn't write this show. Well, yeah, but John- he no, does, no, no, like- no. But John Favreau did, and I had a conversation with Johnny Boy, my good friend. Um, oh, well, you call him Johnny Boy, so definitely, you guys are definitely real friends. We're definitely real friends. Like, you, he, you wouldn't call him that if you weren't actually yeah, friends. He, he, he meant to consult me on this show, but then he forgot that I am alive. Anyways, oh. I do think that the Major Domo's name is Brent. <laughs> what if the Major Domo's name was Beach from Old? No. no. <laughs> We can't we go can't, back there. We can't go back to our roots. Like this. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, the major domo's name is M. Night Shyamalan. That's why they couldn't say it. Cause... Oh my god, guys! Why don't the major domo? His name. His name <laughs> is John Favreau. I was just gonna say his name is George Lucas. 
Why did I think you were going to say his name's Jordan Peele? I don't know why I thought you were going to say wow, His yeah, name is Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Concept, concept. Oh my god, his name is Skrillex. Concept, his name is Warner. He looks like, yeah. I can see that. After can, Warner Herzog? Exactly. Okay, I do feel like, because here's my thing. I know that he comes from an upper class, like, like family who all goes to college, but he has to be <gasps> the weakest link in that family. So hear me out. Wait. Mel, if you could do me a huge favor and quickly list the main siblings of the succession family. Okay. Kendall, uh, Shiv, Roman, and then there's the other one who's older and he's the half sibling and I forgot his name. Connor? I think that that is who the major drama is. That last one there. Connor? Hear me out. He went to college. Legally blonde AU. Where he's he's Warner? I think, I think that is why I said Warner because I was referencing legally blonde, but none of you got it. I'm okay. Cause here's the thing. I thought it was a legally blonde reference, but then I was like, no one else is saying anything. But does he have the same energy as the, as the the love interest guy? The one who's like, Emmett, Emmett, Emmett. Okay. Can I say this though? Because here's the thing. He is not necessarily slay enough to be the Elwoods of his own story. Oh, no, How, no, no. However, however, so- I am extremely tickled by the concept of him turning around and being like, Tony, why is it Tracy Marcin goes curls that were ruined? <laughs> like, come on. Tell me that he w- so he that, might not be the Elwoods of his own story, but he would body her in the Broadway production of Legally Blonde. You are, no, because that, that is exactly it. Tatooine Community Theater production of Legally Blonde. <laughs> yes, and oh my god, and they're like wielding a one person with, with curly hair and Pelly. it's Pelly. And he's like, that's the only person he can do the scene with because they're friends so he doesn't get anxiety from talking to her. Quickly, if we're casting Legally Blonde on Tatooine, who plays who? Go. <laughs> Boba is Elle Woods. Absolutely. No, the, the right oh, bell is, is done this TikTok, the I'm not wearing that again. I'm wearing this. <laughs> Can this Cobb Vance be Brooke Wyndham? Is this a thing that Absolutely. we're allowed to do? <laughs> Absolutely. And he okay. Does, oh, oh, the the people of Freetown—they're the ones who do the um the jump rope number. Um, who is now? Who looks? Who is saying that someone looks like the Fourth of July? Who is getting the damn dog? Quickly. Oh, what's her name? Din Jaren. <laughs> he's like i'm taking the damn dog and the okay. dog is grogu but can i just say this can i just say this i tr- believe on a truly unironic deep level bodied in reality that if din Djarin were played by jennifer coolidge emmys would be dispensed immediately absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> this is the way also, i think that pedro pascal could could also play that role i think he could I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Pedro, I love you, but a... he couldn't. No. no. He is, he, how dare he try to stand where she stood? <laughs> okay, Claudia, because, because this is a gay podcast. I'm kicking you off if you say here's, more no, goofy no, no, shit no. like that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jennifer Coolidge could wield the Darksaber with ease, but Pedro Pascal could not do the bend and snap and break a male guy's nose. Thank you once again so much to Twitter user uh, Unexpected Path. We sure did take an unexpected path in that conversation. I need to talk about something. Oh gosh, are you getting canceled? I'm asking that everyone quickly unmute themselves. Oh my god, guys, I think Mel is gonna, this is the the staff meeting where Mel finally fires all of us. (laughs) I know what's coming and it's really good. (laughs) I love the HRification of RuPaul's Pod Race. (laughs) I feel like I've gotten called into my boss's office. I'm not firing anyone, I'm not canceling anyone. I need to read an email that we received. As you may know, on episode 34 of this podcast, we had a segment called eBay Adventure. <gasps> oh my god. I have not an update, 
but a companion piece to it. Oh my Are God. you ready? Oh I'm my ready. God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this comes from Kelly. Shout out. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for listening. Um, oh my God, so... thanks, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. Just Kelly just immediately gets into it. Okay, I can't remember if this is the correct email address to contact y'all, but I was listening to episode 34 of the podcast, and during the eBay section, you described a very familiar item, a life-size Anakin Skywalker statue. Oh my god. I need you to know that I know this statue. In high school, I was on the swim team, and we had morning practice at the- I'm gonna bleep that out, just so I don't dox this person. Boys and Girls Club. This statue lived behind the front desk- (laughs) there and oh when God. i <laughs> and then and when i would walk in at 5 a.m to go to practice i would stare mindlessly at it it took me like weeks to actually register that it was that it was anakin because it, he was wearing goggles and because i was so tired then my coach slipped and fell down the stairs and broke his leg <laughs> and the boys and girls club wouldn't let us practice there anymore because my coach only had one leg and they were afraid of getting sued for not being accessible or something i don't know i was 15 so i never saw anakin again i don't know if it's still there because it was like 16 years ago but i hope it is anyways if this is the correct email address please let me know boys and girls club pick attached below i'm going to send you this picture get him away that is terrifying are you kidding i'm at 5 a.m you're leaving swim practice and that's well we know why the coach broke his leg (laughs) (laughs) right there energy of that (gasps) just like mannequin order 66 <laughs> okay, this is all to say that welcome to my new segment. Um, I I'm gonna ca- I, I wanted to call it like Flat Stanley Anakin or something like flat like Flat Stanlikin. Flanakin. Flat Stanakin. Anyways, if you or a loved one knows of where one of these fucking Anakin statues are, please email us at rupelpspotteries at gmail.com. Okay. I need we have to, to collect know- them. Yeah, we, we have to, to collect them. COVID nineteen to stop COVID nineteen. <laughs> okay, we to clarify how many of these in the world are there? I believe there's a finite number. Two hundred fifty. Two hundred fifty. Let me quick check. I could have just told one you down. Two hundred and forty nine to have go. We entered our geocaching era. <laughs> geocaching. Of all the things I expected this mystery email to be, because for context, Mel did tell us earlier, like, don't look in the Rupalps email because we got something, and I was like racking my brain trying to think of what it could be never once did i consider it would be an anakin statue <laughs> broke my swim coach's leg when i was 15 years old and i think it might still be there i need I'd you like to know we need to say allegedly broke their swim coach the anakin statue allegedly broke their we don't want to get sued by the for, anakin statue union for legal reasons i need you all to know when this happened like because i was looking at my phone when the email came in so i immediately clicked on it because i was like what is this I was in a Michael's craft store <laughs> and then losing my mind because I was like, holy shit, there's a fucking Anakin statue and this person's coach broke their leg. Kelly, if you can give us an update, that would be much appreciated. That being said, there are 275 of them. So we know where two of them are. This is like national treasure. This is my Nick Cage era. When we've Welcome. collected them all, we can stop COVID-19. COVID-19. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Fauci, watch the fuck out. What is Joe Biden's plan to collect the Anakin statues and destroy them? <laughs> for those okay. for those who don't remember in the in the time when we when we did have this segment with these statues, we said that it is it is a reference to the High Republic where the, some, there are some statues that keep 
the dark side at bay and the Drangir at bay, and that these are the equivalent of that for COVID-19. Um, for if may, if you maybe are not caught up, um. I have terrible news. I think this is the reason that like the last uh, twenty two years have been do- so dog shit. Is this why we're in the Berenstain universe instead of the Berenstain universe? Exactly. <gasps> I this is our multiverse that... of mad- mad- madness. <laughs> I really can't believe that Anakin Skywalker statues allegedly did nine eleven. That's so sad. <laughs> multiverse of sadness. <laughs> so true. Anyways, once again, if you can tell me were for example as a child my public library i in the children's section this is the reason i had to skip to chapter books and not read uh, picture books is because they had a terrifying life-size figurine of dobby uh, (gasps) on top of the shelves (laughs) why out of fear i could not go to that section so i simply skipped and went to chapter books because i couldn't do it dear god oh this is to say if you if you have a scenario wherein you know where an Anakin statue is. J.K. Rowling, legal... violence against trans people from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. You have a legal obligation to email us at rupalpspadres at gmail.com. Please do. I need to find these little gentlemen. Also, Bring if you home. do, put something in the subject heading so that we don't all open it and look at it because it's oh, yeah. a surprise. Yeah, also followed um, by... Uh, the... For Mel's eyes only. <laughs> for Mel's eyes only. Uh, the... <laughs> This title of the email was important Anakin statue information. <laughs> Which is exactly what it was. I could call the Boys and Girls Club and ask if they still have it and offer to buy it. No, this is like that episode of the My Brother, My Brother and Me show. With- yes! And they We're- call the, 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 the cult. <laughs> yes! This, the, no, this, yes! Exactly! Exactly! Okay, I'm sorry, but Ollie, if you purchase that, you do bear its curse. Until I know. It's yeah. No, but okay, but I'd rather bear the curse because I understand what the curse is. That's There's people out there who have these statues people and they don't know. That, white people always say that at the beginning of horror movies, Ollie, you can't. <laughs> okay, maybe I am fulfilling stereotypes. <laughs> this is just like in Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh my god. Is the- how, are we, how are we in negative days since the last Supernatural nonsense? <laughs> that was Noah. Isn't it fun that I perpetrated it this time? What a twist, hey, right? Noah, you should watch the Supernatural anime. Noah, to be fair, though, that is something that definitely that, happened. Learning I keep the fucking Supernatural anime from our, our bestie, Rebecca Pencil Scratches, <laughs> made me feel insane. Hey, guys. Um, I think that I should call them tomorrow morning and ask if I can purchase the Anakin statue if they have it in their lobby. Please do. Just be How like, much hey. money? Um, I mean... I would say, can I buy it for $250? And if they say no, I will go up from there. So I I think I think you should start at $274 because that's how many Anakin statues that we don't really sorry, 273, because that's how many dollars worth of Anakin statues we don't know where they are. Hello, and welcome to our favorite segment, Name That Ship, where we um Go through the wild uh, of AO3 and find fan fiction that has an interesting concept, an interesting ship, and we make each other guess what it is. This is all in good fun. This is to celebrate the medium of fan fiction. So please do not seek out these fics. Please do not bully anybody. And if you'd like to send us a fix for this, if you find something on your journeys, um, we actually now have a submission form. We'll be putting it in the uh, episode notes. Um, and you can choose which one of us you want to, to send it to um, and uh, and send it really easily. Uh, 
so that we don't miss anything. Today I have a fic that, let's see. Um, it was sent to me before, but it was also sent to me in the form um, from A.C. Lee on Tumblr. It is tangentially related to the Book of Boba Fett, which is why I bring it today. The relationships are minor character A, character B, minor character C, character D. Uh, so there's two ships. Uh, the characters are character A. I'm not going to give the second one because that'll give it away. Character C, Jaster Mareel. <laughs> <laughs> character D, character B, Dooku. Original Mandalorian characters, Sarasi, who I believe is from Legends. Additional tags, alternate universe, time travel, forced shenanigans. Hey, is one Din Djarin? Hold on. Character A takes character I didn't name before, uh, because it would give it away, to Tython to find Jedi, and he finds them. But this was not what he expected. Character A, stuffing foundlings into his spaceship like they're... <laughs> suggest found family mandalorian culture mandalorian character c planet melodadon uh planet, <gasps> planet tatooine averting galactic disaster accidentally the time traveling way time travel it's a part of a bunch of collections so let's begin so melodadon that already is obi-wan kenobi involved um yes he's character c so it's character b and character c and character a and character b is one Django fett yes is he in the first ship or is it him and Obi-Wan? It's him and Obi-Wan. It's minor okay. Obi-Wan and slash Django Fett is the second ship. Is Django okay. the one putting them in his ship? Putting the kids uh, in his ship like breadsticks? No, 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 no. That would be character A. That's Are character either A. of the first characters Mandalorians? Yes. Din Djarin is character yes. A. <laughs> yes, it is Din Djarin slash Din character. away from them. They're so much older than Is him. it? Hey, is it? Hold on, Why hold on, did hold on. No, no, I'm sorry. It's two separate ships. They're not a polycule. So okay. character B, Luke Skywalker? No. I just have... Oh, is it... Hey, is it Anakin? Din Djarin? You're... Is it Darth Vader? Is it Skywalker? Is it Leia? No. Is it Padme? No. Is it Ray Shmi? It's Shmi! <laughs> Din and Shmi Skywalker? Okay. So it's minor Din Djarin slash Shmi Skywalker, minor Obi-Wan Kenobi slash Jango Fat. Here is the summary. So Ahsoka Tano told Din to bring Grogu to the Seeing Stone on Tython, and Grogu would be able to call out to other Jedi. Ahsoka Tano did not say that other Jedi might call out to him or that the Pillar of Blue Light was actually a type of planetary transportation. Din ends up on a planet he's never heard of with nothing but his armor and his child. A lot has changed, about, but his mandate hasn't. He must return Grogu with one of his kind. But first, he has to help these um, aid... Uh... I think there's a typo. Win a civil war um, against some Mandalorian word that I don't remember. I think it's an insult. Um, who abandoned them? AKA, Din goes back in time and doesn't realize it. He meets some other Mandalorians, gains another child, and then goes to Tatooine because it's familiar enough to be called home. Not to say that all roads lie back to um, Into the Dark by Claudia Gray, but this is just like an Into the Dark when <laughs> Silas gets yeeted <laughs> off of Maximus. God damn it. <laughs> okay, but that is so true. The wreath silicification of Din Djarin. Yeah. I almost just called him Din Djarin. Actually, the wreath, 
Reed Silas to Din Djarin is actually a really good pipeline. No, no, no. Can we go back to when <laughs> Ollie called Din Djarin Dean no, Djarin? because I almost called him Dean Winchester and I didn't want to say it. He is a wayward son and he does have a car that is very old and he does eventually when adopt does, a child. When, when does God, you fucking Kelly so- Moto is John Winchester. Chester. No, and you're Pelly so Mono. brave for saying that, but you should keep it to yourself next time. No, <laughs> the no, armorer no, no, no. is John Winchester. Wait, hold on, hold on. This does imply that Grogu does become God. <laughs> I fucking hate it here. I hate it here. Okay. I hate it here. Okay. We need to. Okay. No, we can't you, do this. No, did you guys that. know that? Did, did you guys know that Dean Winchester raises a child with Castiel that becomes God? <laughs> no, and I didn't want to know. Noah, tell us about your fan fiction. <laughs> Okay, Sorry. so this is actually kind of on brand for today, which is very funny to me because that was unintentional and yet it happened. There, there are three ships in this. I am confident in the fact that I cannot give you any one of them without it at least hinting at other characters involved. So I will just say this. All of these characters are from about the same era. They have all interacted in canon together at one point or another. So that's your one hint. Okay. The other characters that are not in the ships are... Armored Hugs, Duke <laughs> slash Darth Tyrannus, C-3PO, R2-D2, Darth Maul, Alternate Universe, Witches, Witch Hunters, Witchcraft, Roman Catholicism, Christianity, Christian Character, Halloween, Periodical Homophobia, Familiars, Spells and Enchantments, Samhain, Souls, Dreams, Dream Sharing, Wild Hunt, Wish Curses. Supernaturalification, once <laughs> The again. summary is as follows. After years of dreams and visions, character A finally meets his soulmate, character B in person. The problem is that character B is a witch hunter and character A is a witch. Kylo Ren and Rey Skywalker. You are close. Kylo Ren is one of them in the first ship. Remember, there are three. So is it not him with Rose? It's not with Hux? It is not with Rey. It's not with Rey. It's not with Hux. It's not with Rose. Rose Tell me it's not Poe Dameron. It is Poe Dameron. Mother! So So wait, who is the witch? Kylo Ren is Kylo the Ren, witch. Obviously. Okay, I just I had to make sure. So it's okay. a, is one Finn Ray? No, Finn is, is Finn? not in this one. Is so it, they're all <gasps> Finn is not in it. <gasps> no, no, okay, he cool. is okay, not. Wait, wait, stop, but stop. Count Dooku is. Wait. So there are yeah. still two other ships in this. They are all characters who, while while three of them are not definitively sequel characters, they all appear in the sequels. Han Solo. That is one of them. Is Leia? this Han Luke? No. Okay, that Han Leia? Chewbacca? It is Han Leia. Oh. Han Leia is one of them. <laughs> Chewbacca you is went in... with Chewbacca before you went with Chewbacca Leia? is also in the third ship. Is it so Mos? Is... Mos Kanata? Is it what? It is Mos Kanata. <laughs> <laughs> Witch Hunter Mazgan, I'm so sorry. So, and here's the thing that I need you to understand that drove me up the wall about this because the concept is fine. I would like you to guess how many words this fic has. 800,000. Okay, you're a little bit overshooting there. Let's try to go lower. Um, (laughs) 600,000. I'm going to say say 200,000. No, but you're closer. 100,000. It has 97,137 words. It is Ooh. 20 chapters long. Holy Whoa, shit. That, those are very And you count. couldn't fit Finn in there once? So here's the thing that I would like to ask, though, because I did not even read this fic. I just read Christianity and Christian character and said, I have to bring this to podcast immediately. What is Count Dooku doing here? What is Craig Affleck. Jeremy Dooku doing can in this you, fan he's fiction? He's the priest. I guarantee you he is the homophobic priest. Can you quickly skim through and, and find while we no, wait? No, because it's a screenshot and I do not want to go back and find it. 
there are not, this may shock you, there are not that many fics in the Star Wars uh, all media types ex-Catholicism tag. I would also like you to know that when you go to type Christianity into the search bar, the first thing that comes up unironically is bottom Jesus Christ, parentheses, Christian Bible. Good for them! So good for them! Oh, I love they, them pronouns for Jesus. <laughs> are we all ready for my mm-hmm. fic that I'm bringing? Okay, just to close this out. This is a, a polycule, character A, character B, and character C. Additional tags include snippets, illustrations, pining, sex, clawing, healthy relationships, light, dominant, submissive, femdom, fluff, so much fluff, heartbreak, self-blame, fertility issues, Obi-Wan with flowers in his hair, playing hooky, almost, no guy was made for uh, gold eyeliner like this guy, character... C in soft sweaters because he deserves soft sweaters. Portrait studies, impromptu dissection of leeches, all off screen. Long suffering undergrad. Okay, so none of these characters is Obi Wan. Correct. Is this prequel era characters? Yes. I'm assuming this is some kind of like graduate school AU. I, here's the thing: is dissection crazy. of leeches. It's crazy because. The series that it's a part of is called Game of Thrones and then a planet. Is so- Quinlan Voss here? Quinlan Voss is not here. Oh, okay. shit. Are it's- any of them Boba Fennec or Din? No. Is one Commander Cody? No. Is, is one a clone? This- no. No clone. Is it all men or is no. it? No. Okay, wig. Jedi? How many women are there? There's one woman and there are no Jedi. Bounty hunters? No bounty hunters. Is Padme? one of them Cobb Vanth? Not Padme, not Cobb Vanth. These are prequel characters. No <laughs> He, I don't know. He Wait, could have time so traveled. Has this character appeared in only live action, or are they in the Clone Wars? All of them, except for one, have been in the Clone Wars and in live action. The Clone Wars and live action? Were they in the prequel movies? Um. Okay. So I'm thinking of non Jedi who were in the prequels. Jango? Um, no. Oh. Um. Okay. Bail um, Organa. Yes, Bail Organa is one. Is, of them. is one Brea? Yes. The and one it's of one other woman. And no, it is not another woman. Is a man? Yes. Okay, are they a human? No. Admiral Akbar. Not Admiral. <laughs> what Akbar. the? Why would it be Admiral? My favorite <laughs> prequel character, Admiral I Akbar. I don't know. Noah, he is in the Clone Wars. Is Darth Maul one of them? Yes, it is. Darth Maul. <gasps> that was a joke. That was a fucking joke. We've had this shit. We've had. We have. We've had this shit before because okay. when Maul was Leia's like master in that one fic from like a year ago. Okay, wait, who, quickly, who is dissecting leeches? Thank you so much for joining us this week for RuPaul's Pod Race. Episodes usually drop on Sundays. Uh, join us next week. We have a very special episode uh, dedicated to Midnight Horizon. We have a very special guest that you will not want to miss. For updates, Star Wars news, and more cursed shit, follow us on social media at RuPaul's Pod Race on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you really love the show please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, But it really means a lot to us. We really appreciate it. May the force be with you. And don't crook it up. Waka waka. Waka waka. Waka waka.